millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Another happy pod. I don't like this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it at all. Welcome to another happy pod, uh, the only podcast in the world. My name's Nathan. That's Lawrence. Hello. Uh, what is this show, Lawrence? Uh, intro gets more confusing every week. This is the show, Nathan, where we talk about pop culture, we talk about movies, TV shows, we talk about games, but barely because... <laughs> because you delete the episodes? No, we talk about video game adaptations, and they're the episodes that I delete. <laughs> well, yeah, but we also talked about video games in that episode. It's true, it's true, it's true. Ignore me. Uh, we try and have a good time, we avoid toxic discourse and nonsense, and we, we are keeping it cool, keeping it vibes all round. And we're two lovely, supple little boys. You try, That's the second second week going, you're trying to work that one in, are you? <laughs> Maybe. Um, Lawrence, I, I don't know about you, but I was on a podcast this week, which may or may not be out by now. Would you like to ask me about it? Oh, well, I could ask you about it, but first, you said you don't know about me, and Nathan, to tell you the truth, I've been on two podcasts this week. Well, no you haven't so we're not going to talk about them they've been both of our podcasts okay great 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 now ask me about mine nathan have you been on any podcasts of late yes i have lawrence that was so funny you should ask um i was actually uh, very lucky to be invited onto friend of the show harley's podcast called fundamentals you may remember lawrence he was also on this podcast a couple of weeks back um nope. doesn't ring a bell well okay well fuck you then um <laughs> was it doing yeah fundamentals uh, a friend of the show harley he likes to invite people on so we can learn all about something new i spoke about doctor who um which was probably a bad idea because i should not be given free reign to talk at length about doctor who um <laughs> i don't know how enjoyable that will be but yeah it's up there feel free to listen it's a good time how, how, i don't know how he'll cut it down how long was the raw recording 
I was about an hour or so, I reckon. Oh, no, that's yeah. decent. It was good. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Really easy to talk to. Really nice guy. Um, it's a good podcast. So, so yes, check it on out. As little Chris once said, rest in peace. <laughs> Somber all of a sudden. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah no, we're looking, we're looking to have him on here. He's just deciding what he wants to talk about. Yes. As we, uh, like he does, he lets his guests kind of come on with their topic of discussion. So we've, we've said to him, movie or TV show, what do you want? Yeah. Or video game. Or book. Oh, but, oh no, no, I, got, I can't. I, Nathan, I don't know how to read. <laughs> We're getting, getting the audiobook. I've got an Audible subscription. You can borrow it. Oh, thank God. Thank and speaking God of that. Audible subscriptions, <laughs> <laughs> what a transition. Uh, welcome, everyone, to our new segment. And Nathan, I'm going to ask you to hit me with some klaxons as I introduce okay. another happy revenue. <laughs> Very, very good stuff. Nathan and I, if you, what basically what happened to us this week was we realised that we actually have been making some money off of this podcast. And before the tax man pops a little semi uh, <laughs> as he hunts me down, uh, it is barely a well, thing. Well, 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 let's 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 see how much we let's. Well, look, we uh, we we come from humble beginnings. So what yes. we've done is we've vowed to keep our our earnings open and transparent with our devoted audience base. And where are these earnings coming from, Lawrence? This isn't on this current list because I believe this is only showing me this previous week just gone. But the week prior, we and Nathan is my witness. We did, uh, we 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 did have a little nice kickback from KFC <laughs> themselves. Did. I remember seeing Kentucky Fried Chicken. So hey, let us know what what ads you got. If you got an ad for KFC, let us know. If you've got an ad for KFC, <laughs> yeah, what play, what ads played before this podcast? Oh, I see. If they've received the ad, I thought you were saying if they've made an ad. No, for no, KFC. no. Like what, what, whatever ad you got served before this podcast, uh, let us know. That's fun. I also think it's very funny. And the, I think the first time the ads showed up, it was on an episode that ended with Taylor Swift's "All Too Well" playing. <laughs> <laughs> Just a nice... she, she got she got done dirty by like a bunch of record labels. She can have our sek if she really needs our Swedish krona equals. Great. Um, so Lawrence, how fucking rich are we? Let's be transparent. Let's lay our cards on the table. Let's tell the people how much money they can make from the lucrative game that is podcasting. So before tax uh, and before Nathan and I have split our earnings 50-50. 60-40, but yes. Yes, I respect it. I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Uh, we have earned ourselves a tidy profit of um, <laughs> 24p. Ooh. Um, yeah, so that's that's yes. pretty good. So you are, that's not bad. Is that just this week or is that all time? Uh, you might be right. Yeah. Should we do last 30 days? Yeah, have a look. We made 6.20 uh, Swedish krona equals. So I'm now going to find out what that is. What was it before? Uh, 3.11, so you were right. Oh, I've doubled. Uh, ooh, fucking hell, 48p. Oh, a retraction, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. That 24p, that was actually each. Before tax, of course. Before, yes, of course. Got it. <laughs> the cruel hands of the Tory government will claim us all. Hey, this is. I'm going to quit my job now because I reckon I would. I wouldn't blame you and everyone at home listening. Yeah. It's only taken us about two and a half years to get to this point. So if you <laughs> yeah. want to be making 24p weekly, yeah. it's a lucrative game. Anyway, if everyone can go back and listen to the episode with James on because there's ads on it now, 
<laughs> we'd really appreciate it and if you go back and just listen to some more episodes just just get some yeah. more plays up there there's ads on all of them nathan here we are doing romeo plus juliet um everyone's favorite shakespeare adaptation uh and actually your selection to discuss yeah I haven't seen this since Year 9 English, can't lie to you. Well, I did it in Year 9 English as well. You was probably in like Year 4 at the time. What, what do you think of this movie? Where are you at? So, I think the only way to talk about this movie is to talk about Baz Luhrmann. Well, I don't think that's the only way to talk about it. but No, not the only way, but let me let me set you the, set the scene for you. The mise-en-scene. I don't like Baz Luhrmann. What's wrong with Big Baz? You don't like Moulin Rouge? No. You don't? No, I fundamentally do not like that movie in any capacity. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being genuinely serious. Oh, we're doing an episode on Moulin Rouge. Oh, good, good. Can't wait for it. No, I find it quite frustrating. And I'm sure Baz Luhrmann's a great guy. Seemingly a very, very nice guy. Still a very talented director. I want to point out, I don't think he's bad in any capacity because it takes skill to do what he does. Not for me, typically. However, with Romeo and Juliet, it works like really well, I think. Um, and therefore, I quite enjoy this movie. I think it's a good time, um, and it's unabashedly very dramatic and silly. And everyone's wearing a Hawaiian shirt or like a studded diamond-studded waistcoat or something fucking obscene. Yeah, good time. Why don't you like Baz Luhrmann? Not that I don't like him so much as I just I. Well, I you did just say that. No, no, I I don't like his style, and I don't like the way a lot of the time he presents his movies. Um, Moulin Rouge is one for me that I'm like, I'm just, I don't, I'm not interested in the plot, right? I'm at all. And then like, I find it so fucking like, I find it to be an assault on me as I'm watching it. I'm like, there's too much going on. There's too many sound effects. People are just merely walking on frame and I'm, I'm getting boing stuff. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need any of this. And I know you're going to dust off the tried and tested classic of I hate fun. I don't hate fun. I hate too much fun. <laughs> clip that one out. <laughs> Let me clip that one out for future No, but it's true. There is such a thing as too much fun. No, there isn't. How is there such a thing as too much fun? I do like Ewan McGregor's elephant medley, though. It must yes. be said. Okay. We're definitely doing an episode on Moulin Rouge now. You might be. This is an all-time banger for me yeah the romeo and juliet is and i'm i'm not being hyperbolic i'm not exaggerating when i say this is one of the greatest movies ever made oh really okay this is one of the all-time top 10 movies that have ever been made <laughs> for you or in general in, in for everyone this is okay. this is cinema peak cinema okay this is this what is there not to like about this movie no i'm, I'm with you this this is this is an all-timer this is an absolute banger it's so over the top and in your face and it's just here and it's unapologetic about it and yeah. it's it's so good from start to finish it's such a a wonderful uh, a wonderfully crafted piece in my opinion and it really does a good job of even though it's it's shakespeare and you know for for most it can be difficult to understand what the fuck's happening so yeah it's great i got i got loads of thoughts on like the shakespeare aspect of it because it like uh, genuinely i'd love to uh, obviously romeo and juliet's one of the most famous fucking plays of all time and by the way spoiler alert for like a 600 year old play or something 
Um, no. so we're we're going to be we're going to be speaking in depth. So if you don't know what happens to Romeo and Juliet, do you think anyone would click on a fucking podcast called Romeo plus Juliet and then think, oh no, there's going to be spoilers for Romeo and Juliet in it? Uh, I'll stop you in your tracks, Nathan. It's unlikely because I don't think anyone's clicking on a podcast with Romeo and Juliet. I, I reckon you're on. We'll see. We'll see that we'll lucrative see. ad money increase next week. <laughs> Let's go. Give me the klaxons. <laughs> Very good. This podcast is a joke at this point. Uh, no, uh, yeah, very good. I love. Um, I genuinely, I believe that, like, yeah, the obviously the language is Shakespeare. It's all it, obviously it's an adapted screenplay. It's not the whole fucking shebang. Um, yeah, as Shakespeare wrote it. Um, and obviously, it's there are some if Shakespeare wrote it. Oh, conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> new segment um no i but i think it's like it's so fucking accessible because like the movie and baz Luhrmann, um just a genius idea to like set the, the scenes where like people are talking to each other and yeah. they're like and it's and it maybe it's a bit too heavy and maybe the shakespeare dialogue is a bit too shakespeare yeah he like puts visual metaphors in place for you to understand it like he's talking about like true love's arrow hitting as they're playing a game of like pull and like they miss the shot as he's talking about unrequited love, and then he yeah. scores it when he's talking about love in general. Like, it's fuck, it's so good. It's really well done. Yeah, really well crafted. Really, really interesting opening, <laughs> and a, a very bizarre choice, I think. But one that for some reason again just works is that they they do the opening monologue twice for some reason. <laughs> there's there's a version where it's like a, a news anchor just delivering it in fair Verona where we lay our scene, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like all, almost like a trailer for the movie. Like, which they, <laughs> yeah, it is, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> which they just put before the movie. It's it's like they had two versions of it in the edit room and Baz was just like, ah, just put them both in. I, th- I think it's a very strong example of... And he's earned the right, uh, by the way. I might This might sound like a criticism, but he's earned the right. It's Baz Luhrmann going, my editor's better than yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest, whoever is editing it, you know, they, they are better than whoever's <laughs> metaphorical edi- editor yeah. is. Um, yeah, it's super fucking interesting. Th- there's certain, like, swap outs in this. Like, I love that um, the... I can't remember what the actual character is called. Uh, the, the Like, the police captain in this... Um, um, Prince, is it? Oh yeah, no, it is Prince. Yeah, because yeah. it's Paris. Paris, yeah, yeah, Paris is the other P that I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Prince in this is obviously just like a a police chief. Yeah. Um, and and but like he's he's delivering the opening monologue through a megaphone on a helicopter, and I'm like, this is so fucking like metal. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And and I think like after it, once we. Once we get into the actual movie, it's just a a great opening and introduction. Like the the actual play Romeo and Juliet could probably be a little bit slow because you just well it's Shakespeare. Shakespeare can always be a little bit slow. It depends what you do with it, really. Um, but like the first scene is just oh here's a bunch of guys they're just walking and talking, and now here's another bunch of guys and they're just walking and talking. A little altercation. There we go. Cool, good yeah. stuff. And everyone politely applauds, and then they walk off stage or whatever. <laughs> good sword play, my. What do you think of the sword play? Ah, yes, good home, my boy. Whatever. Um, but here, yeah. famously, how the peasants of Shakespeare's yeah. day spoke. Yeah. Um, but here again, it's just so fucking nineties and in your face. The, the fucking Montague boys just cruising down a fucking a highway. Everyone's wearing the boys. The boys. Literally, the boys. 
boys, the boys. Everyone's wearing floral Hawaiian shirts that are always open. One's got yeah. pink hair. Um, it's it's all it's just so fucking out there and great. Um, and just so much fun right from the get go. I've I've got a question for you on that. Um, because obviously like the Montagues are like they're punks. They're '90s punks. Yeah, they they borrow from a, a wealth of kind of different yes, things. Yes, the vibes of each house are pretty fucking immaculate. But are you? A Montague or a Capulet? I see. Me, personally, I'm definitely a Montague in, like, what I'm more comfortable with and how I yeah. I currently dress. But I, but what I aspire to be, <laughs> like, what I like to think I could be, is is a Capulet. Because, like, those boys are dripped, man. <laughs> they, are, they are dripped. This is a, Nathan is a man, everyone, um, who, like me... Favors just like a, a a breezy life. Yes. All right. Give me give me the trackies. Give me the shorts. Give me the give me the open Hawaiians. Or yes. give me a simple t shirt. That's all I need. Indeed. But you should see this man's drip on Red Dead Two. <laughs> it is immaculate. Like this, you think Tibolt looks good? You should see Nathan's man step off a horse. I don't think anyone looks as good as Tibolt does. <laughs> it's hard. But it's yes, hard. the 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 fashion choices of the the Capulets. It's all very <laughs> Renaissance art waistcoats with like <laughs> Christian imagery all over them and stuff. Don't get me started on the fucking Christian imagery. <laughs> well, yeah, and just the the steel fucking heels of the boots as well. <laughs> <laughs> they got to out their cigarette at a moment's notice, Nathan. It's so good, man. It's so good. I know what I'd rather be wearing in a gun battle at a petrol station. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'll put it this way: it's not all the leather. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one hundred percent fair. John Leguizamo, maybe one of the greatest actors of all time, um, without a question. Yeah. And he is the best uh, version of Tibble that's ever been put to stage, screen, film, radio, anything. Is there, there, how many other adaptations like big time of, because Macbeth's been done about a fucking a million times, but has there many, has there been many Romeo and Juliet's? There's been many. I don't think any of them are as popular as this. Denzel Washington did Macbeth. Um, Michael Fassbender did Macbeth. James McAvoy, Macbeth. I never want to talk about Michael Fassbender's Macbeth again. Fucking immaculate film. So good. I, I know why you don't like it, because yeah. we had to write this fucking horrendously long uh, yeah. essay on it in a uni. Just the phrase Justin Kurzel's Macbeth gives me PTSD flashbacks. Ah, see, I think that's the difference between a 2 2 and a 2 1. I said Justin Kurzel's Macbeth 2015. Oh, well, I knew that. I was. I cited my date. I did that too, you dickhead. I was just being fucking <laughs> concise for the podcast. No, no, you must get your bibliography out for the podcast, please. Um, yeah, no, I don't think this. This is probably the most popular, isn't it? It has to be. Yeah, it definitely is. There's, there was a movie in the fucking like, 60s or whatever, which was probably up until this the most popular and i know there was like a movie probably about 10 years ago uh that came out but then i think with that movie they just abandoned the shakespearean language and tried to like just do like normal speech and it's like no, don't do that what are you doing like why yeah. would we watch this like that's that's the flair of it that's... Oh, a million have done that haven't they like there's um what what's that famous one that is romeo and juliet is it like She's the man or something? No, no, that's not Romeo and Juliet. That's um are you talking about the Amanda Bynes movie? I think so. Yeah, no, that's um that's another Shakespeare play. I know what you mean, but no, it's it's not Romeo. Oh, Juliet. she's the man is uh Twelfth Night or something or something, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. 
maybe. That makes sense. Everyone in Twelfth Night's like dressing up, aren't they? Yeah. If I'm thinking of Twelfth Night, oh, you you know the one I mean. The the Amanda Bynes. I one know the one you mean. She plays football. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know that one. But that's more like, oh, you know, we'll we'll take the story and make a different thing. Like Lion King is Hamlet or whatever. But no, yeah. this movie it was it was Romeo and Juliet, but they just changed the language to modernize it. Like, what's the point? Yeah, stupid. I see the appeal, but that's a misfire. That is. yeah, not good, not good. Yeah, I think this because this comes out of like. This is this is a movie that just fundamentally doesn't work without Baz Luhrmann's style and yes. this dialogue. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because it's fu- it's melodrama. Like yeah. to the fuck, this is melodrama defined. Um, and it's fu- it's really really nice. Um, I also I've, I don't know, you may have been joking or whatever, but I also think it doesn't work without the editor as well. Because yeah, a, for sure, a big part of this is the the visual flair and style, and like a lot of it is sped up at parts and then some mm. of it is slowed down in others and there's like quick cuts here and all this stuff and uh, again it just all adds to the visual flair of it which is um uh, like i say in your face and really cheesy and sometimes fucking stupid but again it all it all <laughs> works really that yeah there, there was like a moment in this because I, I like I, I remember this movie and i remember it being a banger but i also know that i've I'm not a, as big of a fan of Baz Luhrmann as other people. So, like, mm. there's moments in this that are, like, speed ramping. And my immediate pessimistic reaction is to be like, Baz Luhrmann just can't leave a shot alone. He has to fuck with it somehow. But then I'm like, but it, it makes sense because, like, love is fleeting. All the moments around don't matter. But when Romeo is on the screen or Juliet's on the screen, then it's slow and it's mm. soft and it's tender and all of this. Um, you're right. The editing is, is fucking, like, immaculate. And I also think, speaking on, like, a how it works in terms of uh, what the crew brought to this. Whoever selected the music for the soundtrack of this movie. Yeah. Fucking, they knew what they were. They were cooking. The music in this movie is so good. Like you say, it opens with the boys, the boys, <laughs> as they're cruising <laughs> yeah. down the highway. Great choice. Um, when Romeo is introduced, we've got handsome uh, Leo uh, brooding about the place. And I don't know what the song is called, but there's just this great instrumental piece oh. that plays. And it's so good, man. It's just, it sets the mood perfectly and like paired with again the visual style everything's like slowed down quite a bit it's at sunset Mm. with just the gorgeous orange glow of everything and it's that it's so good i've been walking around all day i watched this last night uh, and i've been walking around all day today just going <laughs> and I, 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 I was on the phone uh, to. I was about to say her name then. She doesn't like that. I was, about, I was on the phone to my wife earlier. Oh, your, my wife. Oh, my wife. Well, it's true now. I'm fucking. He was on the phone money, to man. his wife. My wife. I can't do it. It's not as fun when I do it. Um, no, I was on the phone to her earlier, and I just like you know, you know when there's just like a lull of silence on a phone call. Yeah. And I and I and I, I went. <laughs> and she went what? And I went me being Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> doing anything in that movie. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've, one of my first notes, funny you say it, uh, is uh, Baz Luhrmann does understand one of life's simple facts, which is uh, there has never been anything more aesthetically beautiful, breathtaking, gorgeous as a yellow vista interrupted by the silhouette of 90s Leonardo DiCaprio's hair. He's so hot. He's... He's I'd, so, give him, I'd give him a big kiss. He's he was the perfect choice for Romeo. Yeah, because like he's especially at this part in his life because he's such a he's such a heartthrob. He's so mm. like hot. He's appropriately aged, probably for the girlfriend he currently has. Um, 
<laughs> very good joke of the year there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it's really good. I feel like Romeo, this version of Romeo, he's like, he's such a fucking soft boy. He's so like, oh, like fucking... <laughs> Oh he'd no! Do I'm bits on Twitter, wouldn't he? Uh, mate, this—if he was—he'd fu- be huge on TikTok. He'd be doing like thirst traps, and he'd be like, he'd be like one of those soft boy guys who, like, he'd show off his nail polish, but in a way where he's not actually showing it off. Where yeah. he's just like, oh, like, you know, he's the, he'd be the definition of queer baiting on TikTok. A hundred percent, yeah. He, he, he'd do bits on TikTok these days. Um, like that kid from what's like what TikTok used to be that kid that's like my nan's dead next to me or something and he's like don't you give up no 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 he won't be doing that he won't be doing fucking musically bits or whatever <laughs> that's how he would have got his start and then he would have transformed he'd, he'd be doing those videos like uh, POV you walk into an elevator and I'm there and I and we catch eyes or something <laughs> and he's just smouldering he's staring yeah, he's down just the camera in the camera and like his shirt's open for no reason <laughs> and he's like oh sorry my head got in my mouth for a second there, <laughs> yeah, let me just let me just push it to the side real quick exactly yeah he do numbers um, i don't think anyone is ready for the convent uh, the conversation that this is and has not been topped since his best role Ooh. it's a bold claim but you tell me that tybalt's death sequence isn't one of the finest acting performances you've ever seen it's good it's good and just automatically my head goes to titanic because it's probably my favorite movie of his um he's great in it he's mm, not given as much to flex um, in titanic you might be right man you might be right and he, i don't know what like he's doing yeah he does stuff now but like he's not let's be honest he's not trying as hard as he once did no not at all not for some years now no he's got he's earning he's got to earn his meals back here you know he yeah he, and he and fucking boy does yeah. it. yeah this, the whole sequence, and it's, again, where Baz Luhrmann just knows to to shut it down and let the actors fucking cook on the, on a scene for a second. He no, he knows when he's needed in the director's chair and when he's not. Yeah. Um. And and it's just like, uh, obviously, we'll, we'll jump straight back in a minute, but like, just that, just watching his eyes go from, I'm furious, what have I done? I've ruined my life. Yeah. In the span of 30 seconds, it's breathtaking. Just yeah. like, I genuinely, like, I like just lost myself in it for a moment and i know that sounds so wanky but like he's no, that good in that scene he is really good and i think again the beauty of of baz lemon especially with this movie you do get a lot of extreme close-ups you do get a lot of moments where you get to really literally focus in right on the eyes and yeah. see um you know when you've got wonderful actors like leo and, and john leguizamo and claire danes you can see you know the great emotion and performance that's that's coming across yeah yeah it's really good young hearts Ah. Oh. And Mercutio as well. Another, <sighs> just another amazing choice. Never be hung up, hung up like Rosaline and thee. So good. So good. I still sing that version. <laughs> like, I'll, it's my it's my thing. When that's out and I hear that song, I'm like, yeah. I get close to someone so they can hear me being quirky. And I'm like, did you hear the version I sung? <laughs> <laughs> I did the version. You from... like that one from Year 9 English, did you? <laughs> I love um, Mercutio's um, inexplicable, or not inexplicable, just unexplained costume change at the party as well. Because yeah. like he goes to the party and he's in drag or whatever, and he's got like a the silver wig on and stuff. Um, but then it cuts to the party and he's on the stairs dancing with everyone, and suddenly he's got a bigger wig somehow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now a cape. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah, he rocks sure. it, and yeah. Baz Luhrmann said so. <laughs> it worked. Man. That's all you're ever gonna get for this. Yeah, like, no. he said so. Yeah, yes. What we 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 were mid music talk, but what what else is there? There's 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 relentless bangers in this. It's not the. I saw this right. Someone wrote a review for this movie, um, and, and it said you don't go into this expecting two Radiohead songs. <laughs> yeah, there's a, one that played over the credits is the um uh exit music was it exit music for a film or whatever yeah some exit music for a film exit music for a tv like a movie or something like that yeah exit music for a short film about a sheep yes it could be yeah <laughs> we've all done it right i'm not i'm not gonna claim to the black mirror did it we did it everyone's done it i mean you uh, did it because black mirror did it <laughs> Nah, that's not true. I did it because this movie did. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely not. Um, um, what's that? What's that song called? Because there's one the the little church boy sings, which is a good song. Um, oh yeah, he, he sings like, a few, doesn't he? Bro- isn't brother and sister together will make, we'll make it, it through. through. Uh huh. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, it's a good song. But, but that one, yeah. yeah. But, what? But what? The point I'm making is, it's <laughs> not like. They're not needle drops for needle drops sake. Like they no. are, they're good songs and like often they're covers. Um, yeah, and they're just, oh, they fit the just the fucking moment. the music when um when they see each other for the fish tank for the first time when Romeo and Juliet <sighs> see each other. For the, it's so beautiful. I don't even know what it is, but it's no. it's so. I don't know. I can't even describe it. There's just something about it which is just really beautiful and it's just really nice to listen to. And again, you got the lyrics, but uh, the vocals by the the great performer whose name I don't know, but all around yeah. just banger. I think I, yeah, he's he like Baz Luhrmann creates like something like tangible, doesn't he? Like he makes you feel the emotions that are on the yeah. screen, not just like observe it. Like you, I, gen, I genuinely, like I said it earlier, you lose yourself in, in some of the sequences in this. hundred percent. I think a great example of that is I don't necessarily like Romeo and Juliet. I think it's a bit shit. Um, as in it's the a story. fucking well boring play. Yeah, yeah it's really it's boring to be honest. Um, um, and the characters of Romeo and Juliet, I find extremely annoying because like, Get over it, all right? Like, fucking, you're 12, whatever, calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, but like, the, the whole sequence where they meet at the party and they have the extended sequence of just looking at each other through the fish tank and then, you know, they're hiding from Paul Rudd and having a little kiss and running about from their parents or whatever. It's all, it's so good. I'm so engaged mm. with all of it and really buy into to this version of it. And again, I think that's down to... To Baz, Claire, and Leo, really. It's it's interesting as well because like something that I genuinely think gets less focus now, and you can you can tell while watching this movie, like if you if you know of the criticism, um, like you know where she is in the Capulet house, right? You're in that party, like yeah. every like the action, the action, but like the sequence is defined. You know yeah. where they're going in the lift. You can like you can feel. So it makes you feel like you're with them and you're running yeah. about. Yeah, and you're 100%. sneaking about. And it's yeah, it's really, really cool. It's a bit reminiscent of Titanic as well. And I say reminiscent, this came out before it. But like mm. you, you know the sequence where like Jack and Rose running around like hiding from Cal and shit. Yeah, um, it is. It is like that. Yeah. 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 Maybe Leo is passing notes to, <laughs> to James. Yeah, like, you're not gonna believe what I did on Romeo and Juliet the other day, man. <laughs> this this is this bangs. <laughs> Yeah. Everything Jim Cameron has done has been <laughs> aped from Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, they, I like. I do like that they poke fun at Shakespeare. There's some moments where they like. Right, let's be honest. The most famous fucking Shakespeare quote ever is probably Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Yeah. Uh, to see Juliet as the sun, all of that shit, right? Um, all of that shit, Lawrence. Lawrence <laughs> Lawrence summing up some of the greatest literature Romeo apparently. Romeo where for other Romeo uh... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, Ryan's first son, kill him. Oh, wait, no. Wait. Um, I don't know. Yeah, cool. Romeo, Romeo, where you at? Um, yeah, I, but I like that. So we're we're denied as an audience. We're denied the iconic Juliet on the balcony monologue. Yeah. Instead, she's she comes out. She yeah, and and, and but we get a little joke. Yeah, he goes to climb up the balcony because he sees the light come on. He goes, oh, one light through yonder window breaks. Who is the east? And Juliet is the sun. Just me flexing. Um, and he climbs. Oh, <laughs> look, he knows. <laughs> and he and he climbs up the balcony, like ready to to have this big moment where he sees her again. And it's oh, it's Miriam Margulies. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, Juliet's very uh, white um made doing a very exaggerated Hispanic um uh, characterization of a nurse. Mm. Um. Yeah, I love Miriam yeah. Margulies though. Miriam Margulies. I mean, yeah, like let's be, she's great, but at the same time, <laughs> let me let me play you my favorite sound clip from Miriam Margulies. This is a TikTok. <laughs> Not that. <that's, laughs> what the fuck was that? That's a cat getting angry at another cat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. With me. <laughs> just, is uh, let me just play you this quick soundbite from Miriam Margulies, who's great. Uh, I'm very political. I'm very much on the left. So if you're on the right, fuck off, cunt. Uh, I'm very political. <laughs> Queen. <laughs> Respect it. Respect it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, right, but you're, you touched on something that's really interesting. Um, this is like an age-old fucking question with Romeo and Juliet, right? And I want to know where you land on it. Do they love each other? Um, I, they probably think they do because they're supposed to be like young and like. Um, well, the idea is like Romeo. Like I said, Romeo's a fucking soft boy. He's like he opens up this play, this movie, and he's in love with someone else. He's in love with Rosaline, and he's like, "Oh, Rosaline, I love her, but she's like, I can't be with her." And blah 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 blah. Um, and then like the moment he sees someone else who's like a little bit attractive, he's like. I love you and like <laughs> I want to be yeah. with you let's get married and all this stuff um I, I think they're just young idiots really yeah they, they probably don't know 
Like, sabotage, but they don't know what love actually is, really. No, and I, 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 I agree with you. I think, like, it's lost on too many people that, like, I can't remember the exact line, but one of the, like, translations of, of, a, of a line um, when he's having a little whinge to Benvolio about Rosaline um, pieing him. Yeah. Um, is he goes, is he, like, he says, like, he's ready to die. Yeah. Because of it. And then, like, lo and behold, what happens in this? Like, he would have killed himself over Rosaline. Yeah. Had she had any more involvement in the story. The, my point is, they don't love each other. They 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 love the idea of loving each other. Yeah. They're, they're the typical teens who, like, want their life to be a movie and have this big, like, fucking, you know, dramatic love mm. story. And they, they want to have the whole... You know, they they just want to romanticize their lives. Basically, they just want the whole fucking shebang. Because it's not. I was trying to figure out while watching this yesterday why I don't like Baz Luhrmann, but why I like this movie. Yeah. And why the style doesn't bother me because it's it's reminiscent of Moulin Rouge. I think it's maybe toned down a bit. Yeah. But like, it's still very much the bare bones of that style. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because it, it it speaks to to that to that interpretation because they, it's. It, the movie is doing exactly what they do. It's slowing down for the tender moments and then just blowing its load and these big fucking moments of drama and grandeur and yeah. and all of this. Um, and it and it does just evoke the idea that Juliet loves this punky rebel style that's come into her life because yeah. she spent her life Rapunzeled in a tower, being told what she can and can't do. And Romeo is a hopeless romantic that will just presume he's in love with any woman that wants to spend time with him yeah any attractive girl will give him the time of day basically he'll like yeah and Baz, Baz Luhrmann dresses her up as an angel like he's clever and he's he's a knight in shining armor exactly and she's, and she's an angel like it's Nathan, not subtle we get cinema <laughs> we, it must be said. we understand the mise-en-scene of this do, you, do you know what do you know what my biggest fear is is that one day this podcast is like successful and someone clips us on twitter and it's like these bros really thinking they cracked romeo and juliet <laughs> and it's like yeah when we understand right let's be honest I don't think we're going to touch on anything that hasn't been touched on about not this 500 year old play. None of this is new ground yeah. <laughs> at all. Like, we're not fucking discovering Tutankhamun here, okay? Like, this is all thoroughly explored territory, but not on this podcast, baby. Yeah, exactly, and that's why we're here. Yeah. Um, so let's 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 touch some more plot stuff. I think. Um, so they anyway they they Romeo tells her at the balcony like. He loves her. <laughs> this is me. This is Shakespeare by Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this um, be good. You, you know when they get the drunk people to do like the history thing? Drunk history, yeah. That's it. I, in retrospect, I should have just taken a gamble on the yeah. name, shouldn't I? <laughs> she she goes, Look, you're not having you're not having anything off me, mate. He's like, You're not gonna satisfy me. He's after something, basically. Yeah. He wants he wants a one. Um and she's like, Not from me, geese. Uh come back tomorrow. Um and, and give marry me, basically. Yeah. Um, and and that's part. That's again speaking to that they don't love each other. She knows that there's I've, a ticking clock on Paul Rudd marrying her. Yeah. So she's probably trying to take any other lifeboat away from that. I watched two movies with Paul Rudd in them this past week. One of them was in your face and ridiculous and difficult to understand, and the other one was Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> It was that. It was Ant Man, by the way. It was Ant Man. <laughs> I told you you wouldn't have liked it. Oh, so bad. 
anyway. I just uh, from your text, I, I you text me saying like you text me saying you'd started it, and the yeah. firstly the the first bad sign was that you texted it to me. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a bombastic visual spectacle of a movie. Yeah. And I went, I, I, my response was, I don't know what the fuck this is I'm looking at. Like, is this, are you showing me a medical condition? <laughs> What's this on the screen? Um, uh, yeah. I like that Friar Lawrence is um, doubtful of this union. Yes. But then he kind of has this like introspective moment, which is basically maybe if I marry you two, there's a chance, a slim one at that, that your old cunt dads will just shake hands and stop killing each other in the street. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that. I um, it, It's weird how the mind works because I did a Friar Lawrence monologue on stage. Uh, we've acted, Lawrence. We're some acting boys. We're um, acting boys. And I've done some some uh, Friar Lawrence stuff probably about at this point 10 12 years ago and I haven't really looked at it since pretty much but then when the scene came on it was just there it was just yeah it unlocks instantly. yeah yeah it's very strange I did a, I did Shakespeare for schools back in the day and that was where they they condense it to like a 30 minute retelling and like a bunch of schools get a given their Shakespeare play and they compete yeah um retrospect Probably a very, very boring evening for the audience to see it through like six consecutive different Shakespeare plays. Yeah. And all from kids as well. Uh, but one one thing I was going to ask you, I noticed once, and I think this is a mark of a good Shakespeare adaptation. I think if you can get this in under five, then you've done your job. Right. Are there any moments where it is clear that the actor has no fucking idea what they're saying? In, in this? Yeah. No, I don't believe so. I think there's the moment where Benvolio goes to find Romeo on the beach. And um, and he it's not so much he doesn't know what he's saying because the line in itself is quite obvious. But it's very like a... You know when Shakespeare just finished a sentence yeah. with like a rhyming word for no reason? Yeah. Well, it's not it just no reason, un- but yeah. No, but it, like, it, felt, it felt unnatural and awkward. And he's like, I'm going to go find him now. And he like, it's such a definitive, this is supposed to be the end of the scene. Yeah. I can't, you, when he's getting out of the cab, do you know? I know is? the one you mean, yeah. And it right, I think it rhymes with whatever Montague says. Um, yeah, but yeah, I can't remember the exact one. But I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's where the actor um, and and everyone's guilty of this. I've been guilty of this in Shakespeare stuff as well. Like it's just you fall into the Shakespeare rhythm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Iambic pentameter uh, is what it's <laughs> called. <laughs> Flex very all good. This one. Very good. He is my um uh no uh, funny just a fun little story about shakespeare um oh, i find this so funny when i when i was in college again i was doing some shakespeare it's the exact same one with the the friar lawrence um the girl who was playing juliet lived in wales at the time and the girl who was playing juliet lovely girl she was called caroline uh absolutely lovely girl but she was um very very working class and uh from swansea um, oh no very working class girl from swansea so you know the line a romeo romeo wherefore art thou romeo <laughs> very working class girl from swansea when we were doing the read through <laughs> i'll never forget she going bless her she gave it her all she just goes oh romeo <laughs> Like, um, like, like fucking, fucking Nessa, <laughs> yeah, Gavin and Stacey. 
<laughs> oh, I have never been able to forget that. <laughs> it still makes me laugh to this day. I, I knew, I knew, I knew a bad story was coming down when you started saying how lovely of a lady she was. I was like, oh, Nathan's <laughs> going to insult her acting credibility. No, I'm not insulting her. She's and she did a good performance. It was just that initial reading was was just very funny. Uh, it's always funny when you see like a, a, a Romeo and Juliet parody. I do you remember in Hot Fuzz the scene of like the notorious bad actors? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, they're, they're poison. I'll kiss thy lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah. Um. So we got uh, Mercutio. He kicks the bucket, doesn't he? Oh, great scene, man! I remember watching mm. that scene over and over again in English. Um, because that's Act Three, Scene One. It's one of the scenes you study. It's a very important yeah. scene in the play, um, and and yeah, it's it's even with watching it so many times and studying it, which you'd think would like kind of ruin it for you. It's still everything about it just hits, man. It's yeah. so good. It's such a really well done scene. And like the actual fight between like you know like initially Romeo and 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 uh, Tibble, um, and then Mercutio can join in the shit. It's like, it's not a good fight. Like it's it's shit, and you can tell it's fake. And like they put like like stock effect punching sounds in and stuff. But like yeah, that it, something about that kind of works with this version of it. I don't. As a director, I don't think he's done better than this since. Um, mm. And it, but just like also, it comes because you're working with Romeo and Juliet as a text, which is like it's so rich. There's shit to do um, mm. from a directing point of view. Um, in an adaptation uh, basically i love that Mercutio is standing there and he's his his whole deal is he's like this is dumb you're both dumb yeah um and like you know obviously a, a less a less kind of a less subtle way of saying that is like a plague on both your houses he blames them both for the conflict and they are both equally to blame Mm. um because they're both either even though the montagues claim peace more so um it's it's they're, they're both ridiculous and and you see him kind of getting worked up and it's a genuine, like, realistic portrayal of... So you know when you're getting under someone's skin and you can see it? Mm. Um, and it's and it's how, like, he goes from so subdued and calm and then when he starts throwing punches, it gets louder and cartoonish. It's almost like he's, like, he's traded in a bit of his integrity and he's got involved in this stupidity. Yeah. And the movie kind of communicates that through slapstick fighting and, uh, yeah, just, I don't know, just the way it comes across, I think, is so interesting. I think um, Johnny Johnny Legs as well. Uh, again, great performance from him. I just love like the moments where Romeo says like, "I'm not gonna duel you. I can't duel you. I love you now. I I love. I can't tell you why, but I love you now." And he's like, and he just doesn't understand. He like can't figure out. He can't put it together. And the, just the look of of pain and confusion on his face as he tries to yeah. work it out and then while he's like beating the shit out of Romeo and trying to understand it's he's so good Love it's, it's, it's yeah it's brilliant as well because like whilst you you would think that he's because Leo's shouting and he's he's there trying to go for his Oscar and everything Um, you get here like it's interesting again it speaks to the whole like all they know is violence because you're right he doesn't understand so he's like until I understand, I'm just going to keep kicking you in the mouth. Yeah. Because it's all I know to do <laughs> with, with you fucking Montagues. Um, and I think my favourite thing, favourite moment about that scene is after uh, Mercutio has died, Tibble and the Capula boys are fucked off. And there's just that one like long shot 
of oh, like yeah. Romeo just like huddled over his body and then he realizes Tybalt and the others have gone and he just runs, he just fucking bolts it towards the car. Benvolio chases him to try mm. and stop him. <laughs> so like, there is that one other Montague boy who is like, he is, he's clearly, he was stood like right where the car is and he was clearly told by like Baz or someone, just step to the side and then he just moves on frame so we can see what happens. That's very good. It's, it is very good. Uh, there, there is a theme with spare Montagues, isn't there? Like Romeo's Romeo's best man at his wedding uh, is also like, I don't, he probably has a name in, in the show. Um, but I do like that he shows up and he's like, I'm your best man. And then he drives him back into town and Romeo's like, have a good life. And yeah, he's like, bye, was, Romeo. That little boy, he fucked everything up. He he was the reason everything went to shit. Yeah, just couldn't check the mail. Yeah, fuck that little boy. Post haste. I've got, <laughs> got a fun <laughs> note that okay. says, I love that the modern version has Friar Lawrence on the phone to Royal Mail or like the USPS <laughs> it's postal called system post or whatever. haste, Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good, isn't it's it? It's very good. Yeah, I'll but send it, it post haste. Yeah, but it, it, but it is. It's the modern. It's like the equivalent of like that was the modern equivalent now. But like in, in twenty twenty three, that's like you're on Amazon. Like my package didn't arrive. Like I gift wrapped an invitation for Montague or something. Like yeah. Oh fuck. Very That'd be funny. Very fun. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, we haven't spoken much about Claire Danes. What do you think about her? Great. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. She's really playing good. Juliet, i.e. the poster girl for not much to do but die. <laughs> yeah yeah but she brings so much personality to like the one heartbreaking moment and claire danes fucking nails it yeah is when she doesn't like her mum but she says farewell to her mum as yeah. she closes the door um and it's just like you, you get everything from her in that moment um i think a moment i really like from her it's like it's literally straight after um romeo has killed tybalt and then it just cuts to to claire danes um and she's just so excited she's so mm. excited about her future with romeo it's the you know and if i should die take him and cut him out into little stars speech and she's so full of hope and just ready to start this life that she thinks she's gonna have with him and it's 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 great and it's it's beautiful to see but it's also just heartbreaking at the same time because she knows she's never gonna get it i've got a note that just says and i don't want to jump the gun um uh, or jump the long sword, I should say. Um, is this the best dead eye acting? Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, pretending to be dead. Yeah, just, but like the moment you, you're supposed to... It, it's the moment where the actor is supposed to convey the light's gone out, essentially. Who Who's it from, though? Who's doing from, it? From Leo, at the end. From Leo. Um, maybe. Do, do you see his eyes when he dies? You see him kind of... Because he's, he's watching Juliet, and she's yeah. like... He's like st- know that- half stammering. Yeah, there's the moment. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe. You can fully see Makushio breathing when he's dead. Oh, I mean, it's a long take. <laughs> it is a long take, to be fair. <laughs> be and fair. he is wearing an open shirt, just lying on the ground. <laughs> but... And he's like, you can, Romeo's hugging him. You see Romeo just being elevated up and down by him, <laughs> his, by his chest compressions. Um, yeah, I, yeah. There are there are little moments where the movie does show its age like that, but. Um, Romeo cruising back into town and taking their little churchgoer hostage. <laughs> yeah, poor guy, man. First, was, yeah, poor he guy. Just, he was Secondly, just trying to close the doors to the church. Now he got, <laughs> he got drawn into this hostage situation. 
yeah, yeah, and it's kind of. I, I do like that they still. Everyone knows what taking a hostage means. It means you're bulletproof for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, they're still taking shots, and and Prince is like, "Will you, will you stop? You're going to shoot this man, this poor man." Yeah. Um, who's had fucking like mob bosses in his chapel all day long as well. Mob bosses. Well, they are, aren't they? That's yeah. One of the things, the best things about this is it's portrayed as like a fucking gang war in LA. Yeah. Um, which which is really really. Mexico City. Probably supposed to be LA, but it's very clearly Mexico City. It, it, it's very obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can tell because it's yellow in certain places. <laughs> and um, as we all know, Mexico is yellow. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, no, you know, like good. in Breaking Bad, when they travel th- three miles down the road and suddenly the sky is yellow. Yeah, they go from Albuquerque, New Mexico, to just across the border, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> They're in El Paso now, and suddenly, whoa. <laughs> the well, sky well, you know, is good yellow. Thing all this yellow dust is here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, basically, um, yeah, just a great sequence where he like breaks in. Yeah. Um, and w- what I love in that moment as well is it's like at every point at every conceivable moment Romeo's fate is sealed even if he was yeah. to wait five minutes before Juliet says anything yeah he's dead because the second he steps out that door he's getting riddled to fuck yeah yeah like he, I just love that he, he he makes his own bed that right in the, from the the opening lines they're star-crossed lovers their fate is already sealed really mm. um yeah. and I, I think this does this this does a really really good job of still making it's like I said and I've said it a few times it's a fucking centuries old play yeah but this this does the impossible and, and the mark of a good Romeo and Juliet adaptation is it just make it still makes you consider if he if he'd waited thirty seconds later not even that like yeah like ten and she she's fucking she's she's watching her wrists and stuff yeah. she's watching him she's like what's going on here. <laughs> Yeah, she's popping and locking with her fucking wrists and stuff, like, she's just looking up at him. Literally, it's all like, he needs to do is just shift his eye line downwards, and he's yeah. and he's golden. She could have piped up a little bit as well, though. Yeah, she could. She could have said. Ah, uh, but she she's just wake. She's stirring. Yeah, she didn't know. She's been asleep for like four days or whatever. So yeah, that's true. That's a great moment from Fry Lawrence as well. Like he looks at the clock and it's like an hour left on her potion thing, and he's like, she stirs. One of my favorite. One of my yeah, that's good. One of my favorite moments in this movie is like where he has the idea for the the whole potion thing, and then suddenly it just goes into like widescreen. Like the the bars come down, and like he's in front of this whole like montage that's going on. It's Mm. I was like, oh, this is cinema. This is, is Baslevin knows what's up. Yeah, this is so good. Um, what, what I think what more might possibly be my actual favorite moment of the movie, um, and this is kind of serious, but also kind of a joke, but it's genuinely great. Is the moment where uh, Juliet goes to see Fry Lawrence, and then like she, she they see Paris first of all, and he's like, "Oh, I'm Paul Rudd. I'm gonna marry her. We're gonna have a great time. I'm young and handsome, or whatever." And then yeah. he walks off. Um, and they're alone, so they go back into his office and she just immediately pulls out a fucking gun and puts it straight to her head. And like, I want my fucking boyfriend back. Tell me what the fuck. And then she tri- pulls it on him. And I was like, she's so real for that. What a queen. You're right, to be fair. I forgot about that scene. And that is, yeah, Claire Danes 
she does have stuff to do in this movie. Yeah. Like they do they do give her those sequences and she's just <laughs> as every bit as good as Leo. It's just that like he's more he gets like eight of them and she gets yeah. like one. Yeah. It's true. Um but no, very very good uh, performance from her. That's a that's a great like distressed moment because when she did turn the gun on Fire Lawrence as well, I was like, mm. "Oh, she's going for it." Here. Yeah. She's she's got it down. Um, she does she does a good job. The, the the last fucking the one of the last lines, I can't remember to mm. what um effect it said or like the exact line. Um, but it, it it's when Prince turns to to both of the 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 fathers the of Montague and Capulet, mm. uh, and it says like fate has killed your joy with love, yeah, and like just that I, I know that's Romeo and Juliet summed up in itself like that's the entire thing like when you think about that for a moment I'm like that's that's clever that's good mm. like just taking something that you love and removing it through love it just it's heartbreaking yeah um. But yeah, all round. Um, yeah, I don't got I don't got much else to say on it. To be honest, the whole movie is it, it, it's really just an easy watch and a banger. Banger, yeah. If you got two hours, throw it on, man. It's it's absolutely um, banger from start to finish. I reckon. Mm. Great music, great acting, great visuals all round. You're not gonna have a bad time. I didn't. No, no, I didn't either. And that's yeah. rare that we agree on something like this. That <laughs> is true. If that's not the mark of a, a movie that can bring us all together. Yeah, this is infinitely better than After Sun. Oh, um, come on now. <laughs> come on now. They hated Jesus for he spoke the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, what do we do? Uh, well, what we do at this point, Nathan, is we like to tell people uh, what we're doing next week. And do you want to talk Ooh, about that? Yes. Hold on. Phil. Who's Phil? As in like Phil time. No, I know. I was just doing a little Ah, okay. <laughs> Good one. Uh, well, at this point, Nathan, in the story, what we like to do is tell people what we're doing next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> next week. Coming to your podcast feed. The hit movie of 1999, I think. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is in a computer or something. <laughs> anyway, we're doing The Matrix. We're doing uh, The Matrix. It's not as good without the music. Put your voice back okay, to normal. Sorry. We're, we're doing oh, <laughs> The Matrix because it is the month of May and now uh, it's a good little pun to do The Matrix. So uh, I'm going to turn this off. So yeah, every there's Friday... Four, <laughs> there's four um, Fridays in May, isn't there's it? There's four Fridays in May. Uh, I'm going to keep this on. So every Friday we will be doing... A Matrix movie, starting with The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, and everyone has always pronounced it like that too. Yes, and then we will move on to The Matrix Reloaded after yep, that. And then The Matrix Revolutions, and then whatever the fourth one was called. Uh, Resurrections. Maybe. Um, so yeah, so good bit of fun. Get ready for the Matrix. Jack in or jack off. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> don't know about that. Well, <laughs> don't know if you should be doing that. 
Well, it's uh, healthy. Yeah, it did. I that is that. what we're up to. Uh, get excited for the entire month of May. Uh, but in the meantime, if you just simply can't fucking hold back your excitement and you're so keen for this podcast to to, to generate more uh, Swedish Swedish Corona equals. Uh, no, you can you can give us a little follow. We're on Twitter at uh, Another Happy Pod. Give us a little follow there. Um, we have changed our artwork. It's a little fun Matrix thing over there now. Oh yeah. So go give that a little little look over. Uh, share this podcast. Give it a little share. If you're a big Matrix fan, it's going to be a fun month. Uh, yes. So let your mates know and give us a little review. Nathan, and, how would they do that? Well, I'll tell them in a second. But if you have any cool thoughts or anything you want to say about the Matrix, let us know. Tweet us. Send us, send us your thoughts. Um, maybe we'll read some out if we get any. I mean, we probably won't. So, yeah. Tell but, us if you want us to immediately follow it up with Indiana Jones. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> I cannot believe you just did that. You know what you did there, you <laughs> little fucking shit. Oh, uh, sorry, Na- to be fair, Nathan Nathan wanted to do the fast and December year, so no. he said he was. <laughs> I came up with Indiana Jones. Fuck you. What was my one? I had a good one. I don't think you did. No, I had one half decent one. I, well, none of us. It wasn't as good it. as Indiana Jones, I admit. Neither of us could remember it, so clearly <laughs> it wasn't that good. No, probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be fun. Nathan, how do they leave us a review? Uh, you can go to your podcast platform of choice, go to the right and view section, and please leave us five stars or more, not less, definitely not less, or Baz Luhrmann will kill you. Um, he will so, shoot yeah. you with his long sword. He'll fetch his long sword hoe and he'll shoot you. Um, so yeah, there you go. There you <laughs> go. It's legally binding as well. He's told us that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a threat that is pass- we're passing it on from him. So he can't be mad at us. Good old Baz. Stay Nathan. tuned for Moulin Rouge and then later Australia. We won't do Australia. It's a bad movie. <laughs> I've never seen it to be fair. It's not great. Um... Give us a follow on Twitter. I've already said that, but new episodes yes. come out every single Friday at 10 a.m. So yes. get excited. And also, please go and listen to Still Got Legs. If you like Doctor Who and want more of this, but about Doctor Who, go do that, I guess. It's that the same as this, there. but it's about Doctor Who. Anyway, Nathan, I think you should play us out with one of those funky Matrix tunes. Oh, yeah. Two Star Cross programs. I'm a robot. <laughs> I am. Um, what did the robot say? Um, that. Uh, I'm a machine. Uh, I'm uh, a big squid machine or something. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't think they talk. <laughs> I'm a different robot. Oh no. I am. Uh, I also look in the matrix. <laughs> Stop ending. Uh, and I'm the program. Oh, I'm going by everyone. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.